so this is kind of it. This is the culmination. Christmas has become a month-long celebration, at least. If you work in some department stores, it's a six-month celebration. And you get to Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, and you realize that all the preparation, all that's gone into it comes to this. Part of our Christmas celebration this year was that um, my daughter Maddie was in a school production of A Charlie Brown Christmas. You know that story, right? You've seen that. It debuted 1965. I read some interesting things about it this week that it was finished only 10 days before it aired and they had to show it to the network before they aired it and they were worried they wouldn't even let it on the air because they thought it was so bad. And yet it's become one of the most beloved classics that has been on TV. It's been on TV every year since then. It's replayed multiple times. You can find it just about anywhere. And I remember watching my daughter in the play and thinking about my own childhood watching it. Do you remember what Charlie Brown is so upset about in that play at the beginning? The commercialism of Christmas in 1963. Aren't you glad he's not around today? It's crazy, isn't it? Do you know they've made millions of dollars selling replicas of the scrawny Christmas tree from Charlie Brown Christmas? There seems to be something wrong about that, right? But you know Christmas, it's crazy. That's all this year that Americans will spend $30 billion on Christmas gifts. $30 billion. There are the plays that you go to. There are the Christmas Eve services. There's the church requirements. There's the music that's played. December has become an absolute month of excess. With food and movies and gifts and parties. Put that on top of the schools and sports and meetings and work. And by the time you get to this night, many of us are just simply exhausted. But there's a moment coming in the next couple of days that I want us to think about for just a couple of minutes tonight. And it may not be tonight and it may not be tomorrow and it may not even be the next day for you, but someday... In the near future, some moment in the near future, this moment is going to happen. We're here. The stores are closed. The the grocery stores are finishing up. The gifts are together. And over the next few hours, most of in this room are going to experience something that was experienced even in the very first Christmas. You can call it the sigh or the let down or the exhale. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. The older I get, the more that I look forward to that in the midst of the celebration, that moment when everything finally slows down and you simply go there. For me, it'll be tomorrow sometime probably after gifts are opened and kids are playing and we're sitting around and there's nowhere to be. There's no appointment that has to be done. There's nothing coming that night that we're just together as a family in that moment. And at some moment, I'm just going to relax, sigh, exhale. But that's been there since the very first Christmas. Listen to Luke chapter 2 verse 19. This is after the shepherds have left. Remember, Mary had had a pretty busy time herself. 
Sometimes we like to think that we're the first people that have ever known busy Christmases, but the first Christmas was pretty busy. She had to pack up with her husband. She had to move, go back to his hometown for a census while she was greatly pregnant. Great with child is the way it says it. Lots of, of moving parts that had to get together. From all we know, the only people that we see here in this story are Mary and Joseph. We don't know if there was a midwife. We don't know if any family traveled with them. The reality is they probably have been excluded because of her pregnancy. And so they're traveling on their own. They get to the city. It's so busy there's no room to get there. The streets are crowded. There are traffic jams everywhere. They can't even find a hotel room. And so they end up in a stable. And while they're in the stable, the time comes and you know that the conversation back and forth is it's not a good time well it doesn't matter if it's a good time or not it's here and she gives birth and not too long we don't know exactly how long but not too long after she gives birth suddenly there are shepherds at their door looking at them and it says when the shepherds finally leave it says this verse 19 but mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them The actual words there says that she was puzzled by what had happened. And yet she treasured it as much as she could. What goes through your mind when that sigh moment comes? When that exhale comes? When that happens? I want you to think about that and the busyness of what's happening. Maybe for you it's already happened that this is kind of the end of it. And when you got here tonight, you're like, whoo. That's it. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's tonight. Maybe it's Friday. Maybe you've got a celebration Saturday. Maybe you think, Pastor, I don't know when that's going to be. What are you going to think about in those moments? My prayer is that when that moment comes tomorrow, that I'll look around and I'll be again blessed and reminded of my blessings and my family and what we have and the country that we live in, the presence that we're able to share, the church that I get to pastor But I hope that in that moment also I remember that the whole reason we celebrate this season is because that child in the manger became the Savior that paid for my sins. And that in that moment, as you heard earlier, that I will, in that moment, give thanks to God for who He is and what He's done. If you remember the Charlie Brown Christmas, one of the things that makes it endearing to so many generations is Do you remember that part where Charlie Brown just finally gets fed up? He's trying to do that at play, and it's not coming together. And he says, what is Christmas all about anyways? And Linus steps up. Do you remember that? And Linus just simply reads Luke chapter 2. Maybe you've seen this kind of, it's kind of going around on the internet and some things have been around, but maybe you've seen this little note that happens in that show. But I think it's fascinating that as he steps up to say the words from Luke chapter 2, he drops his blanket. Now, if you remember the Charlie Brown comics, Linus always had his blanket. Some of you, I know millennials, y'all don't have a clue what I'm talking about, but listen, it was important, all right? It was important. He drops his blanket. The blanket for Linus had been a security. It had been a habit. It had been his thing. But in that moment when he steps forward to declare the glory of who Jesus is, as told in Luke chapter 2, he says that I don't have to worry about that anymore. You can read a lot of kind of stuff into that. But the truth is, Scripture teaches us that if we trust in that baby in the manger, that our fears can be taken away, that our future can be secure, and that we can trust that he will change our lives. 
Each year at this time of the uh, Christmas Eve service, we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. We do that because we want to remind ourselves that Christmas isn't the end. It's the beginning of the story of a man who came to earth. And the end of that story is a cross and a grave and a resurrection. And so tonight we're going to take the Lord's Supper together in just a moment. I'm going to give you some instructions on that. Before we do that, I'm going to pray for us. And I just would ask that if you're here tonight and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you don't know the Jesus of the manger as your Savior, there is never a better time than right now to do that. Scripture teaches that it's real simple. It's the most uh, important decision you'll ever make, but it's real simple. You simply trust in what Jesus has done for you. Admit that you are a sinner, someone that has committed sin, someone that has done bad things in your life. You admit that there's nothing you can do to make up for that. And you accept that Jesus did that for you when he died on the cross, that he rose again from the grave three days later, and that you want to follow him with your life. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, we want you to know that our church is about letting people, connecting people that don't know Jesus with him so that they can be saved. If you're here and you've done that, then maybe this year, Always think about how close the end of Christmas is to the beginning of a new year. Perhaps it's time for you to begin again, begin anew, recommit, rededicate your life to following what Christ has called you to do. In a moment after I pray, we're going to go through the process of describing the Lord's Supper, but we celebrate it every year because it is the reason that Jesus came. Would you pray with me tonight?